Hello and welcome to Sex News with Ray. I'm your host, Ray, and today we are joined by Yael Shohim, event planner and administrator at Oasis Aqua Lounge. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, Ray. As a reminder, Yael and I are best friends. So today's article made me laugh ridiculously hard, and I could not (laughs) wait to share this with you. Yep. Ready for the title? Men hired for unusual sexual fantasy break into wrong house brandishing machetes. There is so much in this article. I'm just going to summarize and then we're going to go into it. Please do. (laughs) Okay. It's from the Evening Standard, May 29th, 2020. Quote, a customer living near Griffith, New South Wales, had paid two men to turn up at his home and carry out his fantasy of being tied up in his underwear and stroked with a broom. End quote. He basically arranged it all. But then he moved, and then he didn't tell these people that he had moved and did not give them his new address. So this pair of men showed up at his original home with machetes, which was part of the fantasy, too, and I quote again, find themselves standing over the bed of an unwitting resident. These men were brought to trial. I think one of the men was acquitted. I don't know if both of them were. I'm just They only mentioned one. Yeah, I'm just going to keep quoting from the article because it's really funny. Realizing their error, one of the pair simply said, sorry, mate, and shook the resident's hand, according to local reports. <laughs> yeah, Al, I can't even. I know that that's like a millennial thing to say, but I read this and I was like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, I told my partner this, and the story, and his face just completely dry. I think for a full minute, he just had no color in his face. I'm just laughing so hard. Okay, it's one of those things where if you were the unwitting resident... That's terrifying. Oh, absolutely. I feel so bad for them. But but I also, like, can't stop laughing. I mean, to me, it's like, okay, the way this was worded and the way it was said, I already knew that this wasn't a sad story. Right. So I kind of allowed myself to be like, this is hilarious. To just enjoy it. Yeah. Yes. If this article ended poorly, the title and the beginning of the article would probably say that, in which case I'd be like, oh, my God, that's horrible. But yeah, I mean, it was hilarious. You know, maybe pay for the unwinning residence therapy and then everyone's happy. But yeah. Okay, from what we've pieced together, this man had a fantasy Mm -hmm. of two men showing up with machetes. So it sounds like it's some sort of like power subby fantasy play type thing. So like some sort of CNC kind of yeah, CNC stands for consent non consent, and that's what we basically call rape play because rape play is triggering, but CNC consent non consent, the idea being that you're consenting to what seems like a non consensual situation. Mm -hmm. That's what that means. So it seems like it is yes, as you all said, a CNC situation. Uh, brandishing machetes. So, you know, let me stroke you in your underwear with a broom or we'll machete you to death. There's That's a lot. how I want to go. I want to be machete to death. No, you don't. I really don't. No, you don't. I want to go peacefully in my sleep holding my, my husband's hand, like in the notebook. Uh, <laughs> We're going to die together. I just want it to be quick. But yeah, but okay, beyond the mortality, that okay. was just for the quip. Okay. Okay. Back on top. Okay. <laughs> I honestly read this and I'm like, this is a success story in so many ways because the men might have been charged, but they were not punished. They were not, you know what yes, I mean? Like, they were just doing their job at the end of the day and right. Australia's court system. Has- I think South Wales is the UK, not Australia. Did it not say Australia? I thought it said Australia. Griffith, New South Wales. South Wales. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. I don't know. Where is Wales? Does it even really exist? All I know is that they make fun of it a lot in British television. <laughs> Fair enough. So it could be Australia for all we know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, continue. Yes. Okay. So, sorry, mate. I mean, that's just like a very, uh, okay, yeah, clearly I just fucked up on here. But like, it, it's it's almost disalarming to the person. Like, oh, man, this was. Whoops, this what, is not a home this robbery. This is not what we intended to do. We did not mean to scare you. We are very, very sorry. Like, I feel like it. moving is very stressful. 
So I can see why maybe the guy forgot to give them the new address, but like, wouldn't they have checked in the day before being like, just to confirm the address? Like, yeah, I feel like with that kind of a thing, that is definitely something that you should do. And I'm, I would hope they learned their lesson for the next. Where do they, like, I know that the Craigslist personal ads have been taken down. I want to know how he hired these men. What <laughs> website did he use? I mean, technically those guys were engaging in a form of sex work. That is true. I, I That's a good question. Yeah, not... back pages got taken down. So I think there's got to be something. Maybe. Oh, I guess maybe. I mean, Sestafoss in North America, we have different rules, maybe. I don't know. Um, If you are from New South Wales and listening, please let me know. How would I hire two men to show up brandishing machetes so they can stroke me with a broom while asking I'm in my for underwear? a friend. Yeah, just asking. Asking for Yael, actually. She seems really intrigued. <laughs> no. Okay. Not, so No kink shaming, but not my thing. I feel like the way that sex is represented in the news or like, yeah, that like, as you just said, no kink shaming. A lot of times when people report on this, it's very kink shamey, but I feel oh, this yeah. to be very sex positive. I did. Like, no one was like, oh, this sturdy pervert hired these yeah. other perverts. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, no, this happened and it was a mistake and it's resolved. But I also find that even when you see sex workers being interviewed on popular TV shows or they'll they'll hire a dominatrix to come on to some sort of like, what are those? I don't have cable, but those like nighttime television shows with the host and it's funny, like Jimmy Fallon. What are those called? Um, late night TV shows? Is that what it's called? I'm pretty sure it's just late night TV shows. Okay, great. I mean, they'll sometimes have someone come on and then they just make fun of the sex worker the entire time. They won't let yeah. the sex worker get a word in edgewise. They'll ask a question and then they make the sex worker the butt of the joke. Yes. And the sex worker will try and give a very educational, thought out, intelligent response and they get cut off to become the butt of the joke. And you can see that they're visually frustrated because they were basically asked on the show in bad faith. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of news reporting does similar things to the kinds of things they report on, like local man gets butt plug lost in anus, must have it fished out by doctor, right? I mean, that's not necessarily a thing, but you see that on Reddit a lot. And I feel like typically they'll report on these things like, can you believe this filthy pervert lost a butt plug in his butt? How dare he want to put things in his butt? Like in Jackass, when they put a car up the guy's butt, like it's always the butt of a joke. I'm going to say butt at least six more times today. <laughs> I mean, I think that it's also a thing that within the medical society is stigmatized a lot, especially like different things that you put in your butt. Instead of being like, oh, here's how you do safe butt play. These are things that are good to go in your butt. And these are things that are not good to go in your butt. They're like, why would you put things in your butt? Okay, Elle, what are things that are safe to put in your butt? Uh, butt plugs, things that you have the ability to put to to control what goes in. If it's something that can get stuck in there. Or lost. I, yeah. Yes. You don't want to put it in you. You do not want to put glass that has not been treated in your butt because it can break and cause internal bleeding. Um, oh my, that was medical. Yes. You do not want to... Um, put a toy put, car in a condom up your butt. No, you do not want to put things that are porous in your butt because who knows like... What it's absorbed and what you're now putting in your body. Exactly. Also, in terms of like a butt plug versus not a butt plug, the reason why a butt plug is because they've been shaped specifically to go in your butt and they have a flared base so that you cannot lose it in there because the base is wide enough that you have something to grip to pull back out. Exactly. Which is why they are made specifically to put in your butt. Yes. Don't try and shove that shampoo bottle in there. Do not do that. No. And make sure to clean your toys with proper... Toy cleaner. Yes. Yeah. Unscented products. Yeah. So much there. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, this was a bit off top. But the point being, though, that usually when people report on even those kinds of things, they're not including information like, here's something that's safe that you can put in your butt instead. But that's the thing. That's why it's stigmatizing that thing. Because if you're reporting on it and not saying what the safe way to do it is... I'm not... In terms of this article, I think I did a great job. I think that they 
they reported on a hilariously mistaken situation. Right. I mean, it's um, called, you know, men hired for unusual sexual fantasy because it is unusual. I mean, yeah, the room in part the made it that, a bit unusual for me. In the sense that it's not common, yes. I guess that title could be problematic in the sense that it makes people that are into that feel like they are okay, unusual. I'm, listen, I'm sorry. When is the last time you heard about someone who specifically wants two men to enter your home with machetes and stroke you with a broom? I think it's super specific. Yeah, I think yes. that's why. They're saying, so So they could have said, men hired for specific sexual fantasy break into wrong house brandishing machetes. Exactly. But like that being said, if I was with a new partner and they were like, hey, I'm really into this. I don't want them to think that that's unusual because but, that would but be... But it is. <sighs> yes and no. I don't think that... Like, personally, I really don't think that anything that you're into is unusual. You should be comfortable with wanting what you want um, and just know how to do it safely. Like, just because I'm not into it or you're not into it or someone's not into it doesn't make it strange. Yeah, I would say, though, let me get... Okay, let me give you an example of something that's maybe not unusual, but we don't encourage. Pedophilia. More common than you would think. We don't encourage that no. because it results in the harming of a minor and there's lack of consent and all those other that things. That is a different story. So that's usual. That's actually for for a portion of the population. It's common enough that we know about it. It is common enough that we know about it, but any sexual activity that does not have consent and anything that is with a person that is not able to give consent. So we're, we're, we are not talking about things like bestiality and pedophilia because of the lack of informed consent. Yeah. We're talking specifically between consenting adults. Exactly. That's, that's the one thing that has to happen with any sexual act in my books. Right. I want to know how much this man was paying the two men to show up at his door with machetes and the broom. And did he provide the broom? Or did the men have to bring their own along with the machetes? That is true. That would be a very interesting uh, Home Depot run. <laughs> Do they have Home Depot in New South Wales? I don't know. New South Wales? Ace Hardware? Whatever. I don't know. Also, I want to know, was there an old South Wales? I feel like we really need to brush up on our geography. I think I clearly that's what oh this episode has brought on. We yeah. need to brush up on our geography. Whenever I meet people who are like, Americans are so stupid. They don't know geography. I'm like, it's not just Americans. It's also me and I'm Canadian. Sorry. I mean, we tend to only focus on the geography that's relevant to us. In our in our section of the universe. Maybe yeah. the reason Britain knows so much about America is a combination of Hollywood and the fact that they see them as a lost colony. Uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I could go on at length about the way that sex gets reported on. When pulling articles for this podcast, I do my best to find actual factual articles that are not being judgy. So we haven't really... I haven't really brought any on so far. Yeah. But I did like that this one was very much like, this is funny. This is funny and it's okay to laugh. Sometimes oh, sex is funny. Yes. Just because, like, there's a difference between stigmatization and saying something negative about something and making fun of something that is funny. Right. Yeah. This is funny. I'm sure that at least the person who did the hiring and the people who were acquitted, they probably had a great laugh. I'm not sure about the person who got... Well, they didn't include the names of any of these people. No. I think that that is destigmatizing. They did not include the names of any of these people, which means that you cannot find this person in a Google search based off this. They and didn't it can't be shame anyone yeah. is what you're saying, kind of, because if they don't include the names, no one can be shamed or... Right. You're not a national disgrace now for the people who would think that there was something wrong with you for having that specific sexual fantasy. Mm -hmm. But that also kind of ties to stigma in a way. I don't know. I think that we need to acknowledge that the world is sex negative for the most part. But that's my point, right? It's a good thing that their names weren't in the article because otherwise they would yes. be at risk. Right. That yes. is where that's, that's where I'm saying that the stigma exists. 
Right. Because if we lived in a world that was post-sexual revolution and it would be fine to do all these things, it wouldn't matter if their names were in the article or not. Maybe they even want the names in the article. Right. Maybe the joke would have been, haha, you didn't tell someone you moved. Yeah. Maybe that would be the joke and the people who did the the job would be like, hey, this is our business. Who knows? I have so many follow-up questions. Like, I want to know what the guys, when they were hired for it, like, do they do these kinds of jobs regularly? Like I said, I just, I have so many questions. What else do they do? Are they normally construction workers? And they're like, hey, let's make some extra cash. But instead of going through OnlyFans, we're going to show up to this man's door with machetes that we've taken from work. (laughs) Our tactical machetes bought from New South Wales, Home Depot, Home Hardware. What do you even buy at Home Depot? What, what would you categorize that as? I mean, Home Depot is great for kink shopping. Okay, so it's your local kink store. Yes, You've 100%. got rope, bungee cords, hardware. I mean, you go there, you just kind of like play with things. And you're just like, ooh, this yeah. looks fun. Ooh, we could modify the bed with these O-rings. Yeah, try it on the arm, see how it goes. Okay. People look at you a bit differently when you start spanking your own arm. What are you using to spank your arm with from Home Depot? I mean, I can't think of anything on top of my head. But like if I see something and I'm like, ooh, this, this might be fun to do some impact play. And I'll just like test it. Because I test all my toys on myself because if I'm going to be using it on a sub, I need to make sure that it's not going to be hard. Yeah. Well, I want to see what the sensation is because it's it's with different impact play. You want to know what the sensation that your partner is feeling is. At least I do. Home Depot is very much a construction and home hardware store. To clarify, like it is not the local kink store, even though it is the local kink store. Uh, <laughs> but like it is very much like uh, you can go and I think I bought my sunflower seeds there. Mm-hmm. Um Sunflower seeds are not something I would put in my butt, to clarify. That is not something that I would do because that could get lost. Yes. Just to bring it back to education. That's a wonderful example, Ray. Yeah. Sunflower seeds do not go up your butt. (laughs) You don't want a magic school bus situation with a watermelon seed. Wait, what? Yeah, there was an episode of Magic School Bus when the redhead kid swallowed a watermelon seed and they were like, we have to get it out before it grows in your stomach and he's going to have a watermelon in his stomach that will explode. Oh, and then Miss Frizzle goes, that's not how it works, dumbass kids. Actually, no. She takes them to get the watermelon seed and it's about to be sprouting. In his stomach. In his stomach. Lost opportunity, Magic School Bus. Yeah, definitely. I like the episode where they turn into bats. (laughs) Okay. I feel like it's time for a commercial break. (laughs) I think so. Welcome to today's commercial break, a different commercial break than previous commercial breaks. We are taking a two-week short hiatus, and we're going to see you with season two in mid-January. I am sorry if I'm slurring my words a little bit. I am three glasses of wine in, and I have had a heck ton of cheese because it's the holidays, and that's what you're supposed to do. So thank you to everyone who's been tuning in each week. We're in over 20 countries so far, and we are so excited to have your support. So thank you all so much for listening. Also, we love your feedback. So send us any topics or questions that you think we should cover, and we'll do our best to get there. A huge shout out thank you to Carly and Yael for joining us for season one. And I am super excited to be joined by Lady Pym for season two, where we talk all about sex work, sex worker laws, and the big sex work versus trafficking media debate. And as usual, we have some special guests at the end of the season. So that's pretty much it. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Okay. Are you ready? Are you mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally prepared for this question? I am. I'm getting there. Okay. I'm. <sighs> that was. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but. I was trying to get my aura ready or something, but I think I just didn't look like I was pooping. <laughs> that <laughs> that is correct. Really well, okay. Now that your aura is ready. Yeah. Uh, dear Ray. How do I broach the topic of my fetishes with someone who may be a little more vanilla than I am? What if I'm worried they may not understand or look at me differently? Sincerely, anonymous listener. I mean, for me, 
Obviously, I'm a little bit more open than the average Joe. Sexual wants and desires are completely normal and completely valid. And if you are feeling something that you want to do, to me at least, it's so important that I have a partner that's on board and is not going to judge me for anything. My partner doesn't have to be into it. I don't want them to judge me for it. And that's kind of a deal breaker in a relationship. But if you're worried about a partner judging you, start the conversation with like a caveat being like, hey, I want to talk about these things that I'm into. I am really worried about your reaction to them. And you give them a chance to mentally prepare for this might not be something that I am used to or this could be unusual or specific. Exactly. Give them a chance to mentally prepare or maybe they want to say, you know what, I'm not ready for this conversation right now and that's okay. But maybe you just need to give them a little bit of time and maybe they want to ask you questions first. Maybe they want to ask you questions after. You make it a conversation or not a statement of here's what I'm into and this is what I want to do to you. It is, this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about your feelings about it. I want to know what your thoughts are about it. And if you're uncomfortable with it, we can talk about that. I feel like there's something to be said for not going into it feeling like ashamed. Now, what you've said is I'm going to ask you for something a bit what might seem unusual to you because you're unfamiliar. But if you go into this conversation like, hey, I have something I need to tell you and it's really embarrassing and I hope you're not going to judge me for it. This person will now assume that what you are asking for is embarrassing and they should judge you for it. Mm -hmm. Because you basically prepared them to be judgy. I mean, I have had partners say that to me before and my immediate reaction is whatever you're going to tell me, there's nothing wrong with that. But you're also very, you've always been, let's be honest, like you and I have been hanging out at Oasis, which is a sex club since we were 2021. And only because that's how long it took us to find out about it. Yes. So we are not your (laughs) average vanilla person. That is true. And if someone is a little bit more, I mean, my family, my sister, for example, is very vanilla. Like she she, she hears my stories and she's like, oh my. So that's, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I would Scandalous. I think that you need to find that right balance between giving your partner space to mentally prepare that what you're about to ask for is not doggy style or a blowjob. Right. right? But also like know that what you want is not wrong. Yeah. And I think that if you know that what you're asking for is not wrong or shameful, that will come through. But definitely don't set it up to be this is something that is shameful that I'm ashamed of. And if you are ashamed of your desires, there's therapy. That's helpful. But maybe unpack that a little bit. Exactly. But asking someone to do something that you're ashamed of may cause them to have a similar reaction to you, as you said. I also think, uh, like, bringing up your fetishes is not first date material. I am a sex-positive person. I was working at a sex club when I met my husband and running a latex fetishware company when I met my husband. So that did have to come up on a first date. What do you do for work? I'm an accountant. No, I was honest. I wanted to be honest from the beginning. Other people on first dates had said things like, can I see photos of you in latex? Or what do you mean you work at a sex club? They automatically assumed that I was down to fuck just because of the things that I did for work. I think it's contextual. I mean, like my partner and I, I think that we discussed that when we were just texting before we even met. Because it was one of those things like, hey, I'm kinky. If that's a deal breaker, we were not going to waste our time. I felt like on first dates, I was being objectified by people. And for me, knowing that you're sexually compatible can come with a feeling, 
not necessarily a conversation. I will agree because, I mean, I, I did work in latex with you. So I had a very similar reactions from people. For the most part, I'd be okay to ask the questions or answer questions. Sorry. But it turned into a job interview as opposed to It a, did, a yeah. Connection. But I find that it was like five minutes of me explaining things and we move on. At least that's how it was for me. I didn't have that. Fair enough. Yeah. I had a lot of like, do you have photos of you in latex? And I'm like, oh, okay, that's third date material, buddy. <laughs> we're not even having sex yet and you want to get sex photos of me and that also told me that we weren't looking for the same thing yeah right sometimes you do just want to hook up and if I just wanted to hook up with someone great I'll show you the photos and it'll make me more sexually desirable to you fine yeah. I will say that people ask me what I do I would give a little bit of an eye roll like okay this is what I do but right like, implying like calm that the doesn't fuck down that doesn't mean they want to have sex with you right now which also makes sense but you and you and your partner when you two met you both were looking for someone who you could be kinky with Yes. Right? I wasn't necessarily looking for that when I was dating and 23 and met my husband. I was looking for just a general emotional connection. That's fair. Alex accused me the other day of trying to constantly convert the vanillas. <laughs> and it's not that I'm trying to convert the vanillas. It's that a lot of the vanillas don't know. And I think this goes back to our listener's question. The vanillas don't know they're not vanilla until someone takes them by the hand and goes, I can show you the world and like shows them these things and lets them explore in a safe way and Absolutely. find what they like about it. But that's the thing. People don't know how to have conversations and people don't know. I mean, I don't think that's the right way to put it. It's not that people don't know how to have conversations. They don't know what they want. They see sex as a certain way and the world sees sex as a certain way. So they see sex as, okay, proper sex is only penis and vagina. And I'm like, no, that is not how that works. Right. There are all different kinds of sex. When I am doing a BDSM scene with my partner, I am still having sex with him. Even if his penis is not entering your vagina. Yes. Even if our genitals don't get touched. Because it's a still... very intimate thing you're doing with this person. Exactly. And it involves them giving their entire self and trusting me. That's so much more intimate than, than a lot a of other things. A penis in a vagina? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can do that with while wearing a mask and, you know, being penetrated through a glory hole. I don't even have to see the person sometimes. So, okay, let's maybe give a few more tips to our listener. He, he or she, anonymous listener, says, I'm worried they, they may not understand. They. Thank you. Working on that. What if I'm worried they may not understand or look at me differently? Let's be honest. They may not understand. They may look at you differently. Do you want a partner who will judge you for something that is important to you? Exactly. I feel like people think that sexual values are not as important as money values or raising your children values. Kids or no kids, everyone agrees you should discuss that before marriage. Joint account or separate accounts, everyone knows that money is one of the biggest fights that people have in a marriage or in a relationship. But when it comes to sex, people think that, oh, well, that's not an important value. I can't break up with someone because the sex isn't right. But if you are with someone who judges you for something that you, that you like or want or are attracted to or right. in some cases is part of your identity. Why would you want to be with that person? And I do think that people who are vanilla or you might think are vanilla maybe aren't as vanilla as you think they are. Sometimes they themselves need to explore. And there's nothing wrong with being vanilla, by the way. Like, yeah, if, if that's what you want and if you're not into anything, quote unquote, kinky or let's be honest, I'm a vanilla a lot yeah. of the time. Right, a like I run a time. sex podcast, but and people make assumptions about about me because of podcast, latex, sex club. But I would like, call you vanilla chocolate chip, chocolate chip cookie dough. Yeah, yeah, maybe a bit of a swirl in there. I mean, I think in this case, our listener does know this person well enough to know that they do not have the same sexual taste and preference that he or she or they have, which is, I think, definitely a factor to consider. If you don't know the person, don't assume you know everything about them and what they're into. 
Exactly. Don't assume that just because someone's a woman means that they want to be choked or automatically a sub or that because this guy's a dude means he automatically wants to choke you or be a dom. Let's not make those assumptions. as a female dom, yes, please do not do that. Right. But I would say that if you know for a fact that this person is not into what you're into, have that conversation, mentally prepare them that you're going to talk about something that's important to you. You want them to consider it. Mm -hmm. I think that if you want to try a new sex act, whether or not you've tried it before, whether or not they've tried it before, you can say, hey, I kind of want to try this. Can you think about it? And we'll talk about it in a week. Yeah. And you give them the week to process and think. Yeah. And then you can go maybe have a beer together, maybe talk it out, talk about your fears and your worries, or just revisit and be like, did you think about it? What? Tell me your worries. Tell me your excitement. And if your partner really, or or the person you're talking to really is like morally against whatever you want and is making like, just don't let anyone judge you. Don't let anyone tell you that what you like is wrong because it's not. Yeah. I want to add one other thing because this was a very vague question and we don't know what the kinker fetish is. I'm going to give a few examples of fetishes and just how the response would need to, and the question would have to be more nuanced. If you have, for example, a latex fetish, Mm -hmm. that in my mind is kind of like, okay, fine. You like latex. It starts with, hey, I really like latex. I like to wear it. Can we have sex while I wear latex? Yeah. You know, more than a condom. I'd I love to try true. that with you. Clarify or, what you're asking for. Are you right. asking to watch porn? Are you asking to do an act? Are you asking, like, what are you right. asking for? Or another example would be, hey, I really love latex. Can we buy you a dress? I would love to buy you a dress. I would just be so attracted to you in this dress or suit or pants or leggings or a tank top. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep it non-heteronormative. But I think the idea here is that you have to be specific of what you're asking for. And you can say, hey, I'm really into this. I'd love for us to try it. Let's start with entry-level latex. Mm-hmm. a tank top and let me touch you in it and show you what I like about it. And I would love to make you feel special in this. I would love for you to make me feel special in this. Fine. I would like to reiterate that the only really thing that's important with your kinks is that it's consensual. Yes. So let's say you want to do something else like pee. Don't just pee on someone without asking them. Right. That's number one. Number two, understand that pee is not a typical sexual body function. That's even not that hardcore. There are lots of people who are into pee, for some of them, it's tied to submission or submissiveness or like dominance. Some people, it's just that it's a taboo. That it's a so release and it's a release, release yeah. that you're doing together. Right. It's the same. It's like a, like to them, it's like still something that's coming out of their body. Like, a, like for women can't ejaculate the men the way men can for them. It's kind of like, I'm coming on you, but it's my pee. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's so many ways that that could be, but the truth is pee is very uncomfortable for people. So your partner might say no. Your partner might say, let me think about it. Your partner might say, I'm not sure. And you could say, okay, well, what if we try it and we're in the shower and I just like pee on your foot a little bit and then we have sex, right? Like it doesn't need to be, you're going to get on the bed. We're going to put down the squirting blanket. I'm going to pee in your mouth. Like that's, that's not step one. Don't go from zero to hero. No, you can maybe dirty talk them about it. With the expectation that that doesn't mean you're going to do it. If they're comfortable with it. Yeah. So that would be an example of like a fetish that's actually another pretty common fetish and like how you would introduce that to a partner. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dirty talk is totally safe. And you can even say to your partner, like, listen, the dirty talk is a lot of fun. It'd be fun to try it one day, but no pressure if you're never into it. I'm enjoying the dirty talk. If it's something that you need to feel fulfilled and your partner can't do that for you, that's when we go back into polyamory and open relationships and non-monogamy and looking at alternative methods where you can find someone that you can pee on and that frees your partner of this expectation that you're going to have to be peed on all the time. Yep. 
or you find a latex friend or you find a peeing and latex are my two examples because they're fun. Mm -hmm. So not that. Well, that's wrong. Now people are going to think that I'm into being peed on in latex. Do not take anything I say as an assumption about what I'm into. Thank you very much. So on that note, mm -hmm. Yael, where can we find you? You can find me at Yael It Loud on Instagram. All one word. Y-A-E-L It Loud. Wonderful. You can follow the podcast at Sex News with Ray on Facebook and Instagram and submit a listener question through sharewithray.com slash podcast or email sexnewswithray at gmail.com. Follow me at Wife Bay Ray on Instagram and TikTok and Razor Latex on Instagram, OnlyFans, and Patreon. This podcast is engineered and produced by Dave Meisner and is hosted at sexnewswithray.podbean.com. The theme music is by Blank and Brilliant. Special thank you to Blue Microphones and photography for our logo is by Dolly Shots Photography. 